Hi there and welcome to Raising Resilient Teens, the podcast version. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm so grateful you're here with me today, where we talk about all things teenagers, raising teenagers and the joys that go with it. With that, let's kick it off. Hi there and welcome to another podcast of Raising Resilient Teens. Super grateful that you could join me today and what I wanted to chat about this morning, this evening, wherever you are in the world, is all about me and I know this this comes probably in the really wrong order and I probably should have done it at the start. I just wasn't feeling that podcast urge to to divulge my story and and I think it's probably about time and it really depends you know how far back do you go that's the magical question I quite often ask people you know if we could rewind time where would you go to and that's it's a really tricky question because how far back do you go and what do you change in the instance so what we're going to be talking about today is all about me. For the sake of this podcast, we're going to go back to about 2011, which is when I left my now ex-husband, and I was catapulted into the world of being a single mother with two kids under five. At the time, Harry was Harry was five, and Addison was just turning – she. Uh, a couple of months off turning one. And uh, to be honest with you, being a single mum was never in the plan. I always thought that I would have a happy, successful marriage, we'd grow old together, and and it just didn't happen. And, and that's okay. When I was with my ex-husband, all I wanted to do was to be the stay-at-home mum and to be around my children as much as I could in those early years when they were growing up. And it wasn't meant to be. We were juggling. We had very successful businesses between ourselves. I was working a nine-to-five in in corporate world. We also had a management rights business, which we were doing together. And my ex had a Jim's Mowing franchise. We actually had two. So we had three very good businesses on the run at once. At the start, everything was fine. We had a really good relationship. So soon after we separated, we decided on a 50-50 split very early on, which was great. We didn't have any dramas um, coming to that conclusion, and it was great. We'd swap over of a Friday. We'd have the children till the following Friday. But like you've probably heard before in not only my podcast but other people's podcasts, I just wanted more. I wanted to be there more for my children. I wanted to be able to say yes more. And I wanted to be there for them when they grow older. So not not at that so much at that particular time, like when they were five and one, but I wanted to lay down the groundwork so I could be with them when they were teenagers because I realised very early on that that was a kicker age for them and that's when I really needed my parents around. So I just kind of assumed that they would want me around then as well. And I wanted to be in a position where I could say yes to my children whenever they wanted and wherever we were. 
quite often they'd come home with a note from school and it'd be, oh, can you come to the school parade tomorrow? I'm getting an award. And it was always very last minute. And I remember thinking, I really want to, I really should, I'd love to, but I just can't. I wanted a job that provided me the flexibility to do all these things and so much more. So I wanted a job that provided me the flexibility to do all these things for me to be able to say yes to my children whenever they wanted, to be able to say, um, yes, I'll come to your parade tomorrow at a short, short minute's notice, or yes, we'll be able to whip out to Kmart tomorrow morning and get a costume for that parade. Together with wanting to do more, I also wanted to be more as a parent and as a mother and I wanted to have a shitload more as well. But I was lost and I think a lot of uh, the people that I talk to, that's where we're at. We just lost and I was in a job that was simply just that. I would get up in the morning, I'd get dressed, I'd catch the train to work, do what I needed to do at work, come home. And it was that circle of go to work, earn money, pay bills. But I would never actually ever get anywhere. I was only ever earning enough money just to get by, just to scrape through the rent. We'd never take trips anywhere and holidays were certainly few and far between and even if we did go on holidays they were usually just up to my mum's because that's all that I could afford at the time and my love life oh my god it was just up the shit as well so and I was attracting all sorts of bad into my life so I wasn't getting anywhere at work I was you know going to work earning money paying bills wasn't getting anywhere with my love life it was just it was just really crappy and I in general had a crappy relationship with relationships in general and around money. I had none. I had no money. I always seemed to be in debt and I was constantly telling the children, we can't do that. Uh, We don't have the money. And that was that bit in particular, the we can't do that, we don't have the money. That was really hard for me to get my head around because that's not part of my goal. It wasn't part of my goal of being able to say yes to my children whenever they wanted or needed me. So in my single status of no money days, I started reading a lot. I'd go to libraries and I'd borrow I'd borrow books. They started off being like the fiction type books and then, then they moved on to the self-help type books. I do have to say, like, one of the first books that I ever read, it was it's a true story of Richard Kozlinski. It's, um, it was his, I think, autobiography or biography. It was written about him. It was called Iceman, Tales of a Hitman. It was a pretty funny book to read at the time that I just separated from my ex because friends would come over and they're like, oh, that's a really interesting book that you're reading. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's, it's the most amazing book ever. Like, you know, it, he goes through and he explains everything and it's, and it's just great. And they're like giving me the side eye going, oh, my God, there's something really weird. I'd have a little book to my side. Uh, it was and still is, it's still on my bedside table. It's called The Little Book of Answers. And it's one of those books that you just, you know, you focus on and then you open up and you've got the answer to whatever question you have. It's a lot of fun. And 
you know, my girlfriends and I would sit around and we'd ask really random questions and it never gave us the answer that we really wanted. So I had to do a little bit more than that, a little bit more than the Richard Kozlinski learning how to be a hitman and tales of a um, – and finding the right answers book. So I morphed into the world of personal development. I started reading a lot of books around personal development, around mindset work, and like a lot of people, I suppose, I fell onto the secret of which Bob Proctor was a um, a prominent part in, and he's later on gone on to be my mentor. And the more I read about the whole personal development world and the more I launched myself into what Bob was teaching, I'd then go on to like listen to YouTubes and all of his training there. The more I read, the more I wanted. And it was, I was just like a sponge and it really, it felt really good to be, to be learning again. We always need to be learning. Our education just doesn't stop when we finished school or high school or uni. It's always have to be learning. And that was one of the valuable lessons that I learned. Four or so years ago, I engaged in a coach. And in hindsight, for hindsight is such a wonderful world, I should have just jumped right in and did what I really wanted to do. I undertook the Thinking Into Results program with my coach and about a quarter of the way in, it's a 12-step program, and about a quarter of the way in, I knew wholeheartedly that becoming a PGI consultant and helping parents all over the globe connect and reconnect with their children in general, and I've later defined that down to teenagers, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to share my story more and as the years grew on these stories got better and better as you've come to know a quarter of the way in i i said to my coach i'm going to become a consultant and she said she said are you sure and i'm like absolutely i've never been so sure in all my life that this is what i want to do and when you really figure out what your goal is and you really lock into it that's it. There's just no going back. There's no debating. There's no questioning. It's just, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And from that moment on, we forged forward. For me, making that decision to become a PGI consultant and to help parents all over the globe came from a position of the fact that I didn't want to see any other parent sitting in the Coles aisle, rocking backwards and forth, going, I just want it all to end. I just want it to be over. And I didn't want them to be carrying the worry and the guilt over what might happen to their children. And that was really, that was really my passion and my burning desire and, and still very much is. So I made the committed decision and almost instantly I handed over a whole bucket load of money to PGI and I stepped forward into the into the life coaching world and it as 
it has absolutely been fantastic. The teenagers of today are our leaders of tomorrow. That's kind of my slogan. It's what I say all the time. And it's up to us as adults and parents to understand what makes them tick. And once we figure out what makes them tick, we're able to better support them. And that's really, really important for me. These teenagers, they're they're going to be having roles and jobs that haven't even been thought about. And at this point in time, that's pretty scary and it's scary for them. Kids aren't there to be fixed. There is nothing wrong with our teenagers. And I learned that the really hard way, but we don't have to fix them. At times, we just have to listen to them because they're really just misunderstood. And I remember Harry yelling at me one day going, Mum, I don't need you to fix this. I just need you to listen. It was at that point in time that I just went, you are so right. You are absolutely 100% right. We all have to move into a world of faith over fear and having faith that our future generation has got it all figured out because they do. They do have it all figured out. My son hardly watches any television at all, least of all the news. But if you if you hold a conversation with him, he will be able to lead that conversation about what's going on in the world, what's going on in Australia and all his points of views. So they're getting their news and their information from other sources. And most of the time, it's it's bang on. It's 100% right. Quite often, it's us as the parents that lose track of time, that lose track of, of stuff that's really going on right now. One minute, the kids are five or six and they're trotting off to primary school with next to no care in the world. And in an instant, they're 15 and 16. They're wanting to go to parties. They're wanting to hang out with their mates. They're being suspended from school. They're doing stupid shit. Um, You're being called to the principal's office more often than not. And you're left thinking, like, what the hell have I done wrong to get to this point in time? For me now, I have a wonderful relationship with my inner circle and my family, but especially my children. And I know that this has come about through the constant repetition of developing myself as a better person and doing the work on me. And as much as my podcast might be very fresh in the um, in its journey, they're here to make you smile. They're here to make you laugh. But most of all, they're here to let you know that you are not doing this alone. There is someone somewhere out there that has got a problem or a situation that is so close to yours that it's almost identical. And we're only put on this world to deal with the problems that we're handled. So sometimes it's super tough. Sometimes you might look to the sky and go, are you freaking kidding me? But other times you go, yep, I've got this in the bag and we can do it. Because you know what? We can. We can do it. So thank you very much for listening. I hope that's given you a little bit more insight onto uh, into why I've created these podcasts. And and I look forward to sharing a whole a whole lot more. And just like that, it's a wrap. 
I hope you've enjoyed the last 20 or so minutes and have walked away with some golden nuggets of information. If you'd like to join our Raising Resilient Teens Facebook group, the link will be in the comments. And until next time, ciao!